Today, there are more barriers to trade on the data and technology side than there is on the physical. Welcome to Radio Davos, the podcast from the World Economic Forum that looks at the biggest challenges and how we might solve them. This week, trade. As a UAE, we're going to be hosting the World Trade Organization Ministerial Meeting, aiming to bring back trust among the member states, bringing back the multilateral discussion and bringing back the strength of WTO. The head of the World Trade Organization says what she expects from this meeting of the topmost body of the WTO, something that only happens once every two years. I'm very hopeful for a successful ministerial conference. It will not be easy in these uncertain times, but we're looking forward to deliveries that will strengthen the WTO. WTO and the multilateral trading system. And we look at the potential that technology has to make trade smoother and more efficient. Global trade is enormous and keeps the world spinning, but the global supply chain is still extremely fragmented. We hear from that head of one of the world's biggest shipping lines and from the person who will chair the WTO ministerial talking about the potential of trade tech. Technologies and innovations that will enable the global trade to be more efficient and inclusive. Subscribe to Radio Davos wherever you get your podcasts or visit weft.ch slash podcasts where you'll also find our sister programs Meet the Leader, weekly insights from some of the most interesting and influential people and Agenda Dialogues, the full audio from World Economic Forum events including the annual meeting in Davos. I'm Robin Pomeroy at the World Economic Forum and with this look at global trade and trade tech on the eve of the WTO ministerial See you in Abu Dhabi. This is Radio Davos. It's called the trillion dollar promise, the idea that technologies such as blockchain, artificial intelligence, 3D printing and the Internet of Things could help smooth trade and unlock a fortune in costs saved and trades boosted. In this episode, we'll hear from the Trade Minister of the United Arab Emirates, which has partnered with the World Economic Forum in the Trade Tech Initiative, which aims to make this a reality. We'll also hear from the CEO of AP Mollomersk, one of the world's biggest shipping lines, to get his opinion on technology and trade. The UAE minister, Tani Ahmed Al-Zayoudi, will be hosting a trade tech forum on the 27th of February on the sidelines of the World Trade Organization's 13th Ministerial Conference in Abu Dhabi from the 26th to the 29th of February 2024. And that conference, known as an MC, is actually the WTO's top decision-making body. So it's an important event for the first speaker you'll hear in this episode, WTO Chief Ngozi Okonjo Iwela. She was speaking a few weeks ago in Davos, and this is what she had to say about that ministerial conference. Let me say that we're working very hard uh, with the strong partnership of His Excellency Minister Zayudi, who is chairing the chair of the uh, MC13 uh, on on making the preparations. Uh, As we speak, we have ambassadors negotiating day and night in, 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 uh, in Geneva in order to be able to deliver some of the on some of the issues that we're working on. So um, we are hoping uh, to see progress on sustainability issues, on fisheries. We're negotiating a second phase of the fisheries subsidies agreement, and we hope we'll be able to, uh, that that is something we can uh, hopefully, come, ministers can come to some conclusion on. We are working on development issues. Uh, There are some specific requests that developing countries have of measures within some of our existing trade agreements. They think that if they could be modified, would help uh, them develop their economies better and have more policy space. We're working on those. We're working on WTO reform. 
reform of the dispute settlement system in particular, which you know is very important to us, and we believe we need as part of a modern WTO going forward. We hope to see some progress on that. Um, and um, agriculture, uh, at least uh, last MC, it was the one area where we were not able to, to, to make as much progress. So hopefully we'll agree on a basis. We will not be delivering an agriculture agreement, but can we come to a common understanding of the work that needs to be done? Then I want to end. There are so many things, but we have an investment facilitation agreement, which is very important. It's a plurilateral, 110 countries are involved in it, of which 80 are developing countries. And we hope to be able to wrap that up in attempt C13. If we do, I'll be very proud and happy because it does do several things to make investment more attractive in our member countries who have negotiated this. Um, and we also hope to do some non-inclusion we are working on launching a fund for women uh, for $50 million to support women in digital, accelerating digital trade for women. See you in Abu Dhabi. That's, I wanted to, to end with that. Um, I'm very hopeful uh, for a successful ministerial conference. It will not be easy uh, in these uncertain times, but we're looking forward to deliveries that will strengthen the WTO and the multilateral trading system. Ngozi Okonjo Iweala, Director General of the World Trade Organization, speaking at the World Economic Forum's annual meeting in Davos last month. Also there in Davos was uh, Vincent Clerk, the CEO of the shipping line AP Muller-Mursk. In his session, please forgive some background noise, but let's hear what Vincent Clerk had to say about the potential of using more technology in trade. So if you look actually at uh, what has happened over the last few decades, a lot of work has been done in removing trade barriers and that created all that growth and all that growth in trade. But this has not been matched by actually creating the same connectivity in the data world that is so important to, to underpin global trades as it is in the movement of goods, the physical movement of goods. So there we've, we've done tremendous progress in opening up signing trade agreements, developing infrastructure, and being able to move the goods. If you look at the data, it's still extremely fragmented. For something as simple, I think you're talking about uh, data standards, geolocation, there is not one way of determining geolocation, which makes data interchange extremely uh, complex. And it goes like this for virtually every data field that you're using in the course of global trade. It makes the world of a lot of the actors in the ecosystem, whether it is the banking community to finance the trades, whether it is uh, the exporters and importers that need to exchange data or use different vendors, makes it very difficult for them to connect those data. Global trade is enormous and keeps the world spinning, but it is underpinned. The global supply chain is still extremely fragmented. And what this means is the data is siloed to an extent where it's very difficult to create sufficient network effects to really see this take ground and, and, uh, and pace. People are actually very jealous of their silo. They're afraid also of some of the cyber implications of sharing their data, security implications. A lot of the things that, that were mentioned before also on the competitiveness of data is, is standing in the way. And then you have that suboptimal outcome where that fragmentation is actually being jealously protected and has an incredible cost on, on, on the sum of, uh, of the part. Today, there are more barriers to trade on the data and technology side than there is on the physical. Uh, and, and, if, and this affects, I think, to this asymmetry that was being talked about. This affects certain 
uh, emerging economies harder yeah. than it does other more uh, developed uh, yeah. economies. And, and this inability that there has been so far to connect this and to create that infrastructure is actually a big issue. Yeah. And it, it's, I can give you a simple example. There is about 200 countries in the world that all have customs authorities that need to look pretty much at the same thing where a shipment is either leaving the country or coming in the country. And yet there is no standard way of having data interfaces between the different customs agencies <coughs> and, and, the, and the service providers. And what does that mean? It means a tremendous amount of lost time and cost where you can have physically fantastic you know, terminal infrastructure, uh, ships and, and railroads and railways, but the cargo gets stuck because on a, on a, on a data connection between customs and, and, the, and the shipper, things you know, go black for, for 10 days before you can know about anything. Vincent Clerk, CEO of AP Muller Musk, and it's well worth watching that whole session available on our website, link in the show notes. The host of next week's WTO Ministerial and of the Trade Tech Forum, both in Abu Dhabi, is Tani Ahmed Al Zayudi. He spoke to Radio Davos to explain what exactly is trade tech and what needs to happen to make the trillion dollar promise a reality. The Trade Tech Initiative is partnership between the government of UAE and the World Economic Forum with the aim of accelerating the digitizations as well as adopting the technology so we can ensure that the international trade is smooth, improved and moving forward. So it's a set of technologies and innovations that will enable the global trade to be more efficient, inclusive, equitable. And here we're talking about very diverse of technologies when it comes to Internet of Things, artificial intelligence, blockchain, and any other technology which could have the potential to revolutionize the way the trade is done. So it's going to impact many of the areas. Here we're talking about customs, finance for sure, which is a key aspect of any trade, supply chain, as well as the warehouse solutions. The initiatives will focus on many elements, and it's going to be having an incubators, we're going to enable uh, promising startups and this space with the capital resources to grow their ideas into a very, very friendly ecosystem. A forum which is bringing the main players and movers as well as shakers on the, in the sector reports, which bringing the best practices and highlighting the, the way forward in many of the challenges that is facing globe. And the, uh, for sure, the sandbox where Companies, startups can experiment, try some of their innovations at the edge or outside the existing framework. We at the UE, we've been always acting as sandbox. The trade has been always an integrated part of our economic and growth. We've been a leader of many of the global commodities movements, and we're going to be one of the main supporters for the innovators and tech providers in this sector as well. People who want an introduction to what trade tech might be could read your blog on the subject which um, you published on our website last year i'm just going to cite a couple of things from it you say we're on the cusp of a new dawn of tech driven trade transformation so a lot of people who don't work in trade or think about trade that much might be surprised at how much technology could have an impact on trade in your blog it says simply digitalizing bills of lading the documents about cargo could save $6.5 billion in direct costs globally. And I mean, it's astonishing. Could you give us some examples of where it is having an impact or could have an impact in the future? 
Absolutely. Let's look at the process or the chain of movements of commodities from one place to the other. It moves out from the manufacturing to the distribution warehouses in those countries to the ports or the airports where it has to be cleared and get ready to be transported globally. So it has to go through as well the customs, then the reshipments companies, whatever that means is until the other uh, ports point. And from there, sometimes those commodities get stuck for a few days because of the process, the availability of resources. I'm talking about new resources here. And then the documentation availabilities, etc. And then to the warehouses, to the consumers. So if we go through the whole journey of those commodities, it's time consuming. It's a lot of interference and intermediates in this process. And let's imagine if we can systemize those movements of commodities and how fast it's going to go from point A to point Z throughout those processes. Pick up only in one chain of the whole thing, the customs. The minimum steps and or requirements in customs is 16 matters. So let's imagine if that is going to be automated, that is going to shorten a huge processes within the custom. Let's imagine if we can uh, digitalize as much uh, as we can throughout this journey. It is a game changer for the business people to the traders, as well as to the consumers to get their products and services at a speedy manner. So the Trade Tech Initiative brings businesses and governments together. What can they do to progress with trade tech? And also related to that, why isn't it happening already? What are the things stopping this happen anyway? And why do you need to bring governments and businesses together in this way? Well, the the trade tech initiative uh, for sure will build uh, a global ecosystem by bringing key stakeholders together. Here we're talking about industry leaders, uh, technology providers, startups, tech government officials into very cohesive, I would say, network. And the policymakers and governments should create and implement the regulatory frameworks, ensure that the adoptions of the technology to their own regulations and systems, and these regulations should be put in place to pave the way to further uh, enhance and adopt those technology and encourage as well things to move uh, forward. We as governments usually lay down the regulatory frameworks. The industry leaders as well have to step up and play uh, their responsibility here to address the challenges that they face when adopting such such technology to ensure the solution is really implementable. So adoptions of those technology will provide the opportunities and we have to ensure that there will be a trial so we can reach a level where it's acceptable by everyone. Now, then we shift to the other parties, which is the global investors and venture capitalists, where they have the significant opportunity investing in trillions of dollars uh, uh, sector where they can encourage more innovations and more technology aspects to be adopted and to be as well expanded and scale up in such uh, sector. It then comes to the tech providers and the startups across the world. And there's so many excellent best practices, excellent cases which we can adopt, which could be as well tailored uh, to certain markets at certain countries. Then we have to ensure as well throughout the process, we have a sandbox where we can test those uh, technology based on the regulations and the ecosystem and ensure that it's going to be implementable and a a scale that is going to be as well taken to a global level. Uh, If you allow me, I want to give some of the uh, examples here where countries work together in such system. Uh, Hong Kong, their customs launched a pilot IT system where the cargo big data system by big data analytics and artificial intelligence to cargo clearance. They did it based on a need which they saw 
they adopted that concepts and moved on. Abu Dhabi Customs in UAE as well is another example where they launched a very smart system where it does classify the different data. And this system is powered by AI and artificial intelligence and assist the users where they can get easily the HS codes and ensure that the clearance is straightforward uh, when it comes to those services that they want to have access to. Germany is another excellent example in Port of Hamburg. They use the blockchain to track the shipping and companies. And those many examples around the world has been done in close coordination and network between governments. So we're not coming up with something new. We're ensuring that the ecosystem and the synergies are happening between different players. You mentioned HS codes. That, that's harmonized system codes, which is a standardized numerical method of classifying traded products, just for the non-experts among us. Yeah, so you talk about the global scale of this. I mean, it's important, isn't it, to... You could have one country or one company implementing trade tech, but that's no good if the shipping companies and everyone involved in this massive global network isn't kind of coming together and understanding and using at least interchangeable systems, systems that understand each other. I guess that's an important part of what you do, right? Absolutely. Um, we don't want as well as governments to limit the innovators from their creativity. We have to make sure that the platforms is going to be connected to such different technologies. We don't want to be limited to certain circumstances or certain qualities that we have now because we have to expect that there is evolutions in the technology. We have to build it in a way that it's going to be easily connected to new systems where things will keep developed. So tell us about this trade tech summit you're having. You'll be chairing MC13 shortly, which is the World Trade Organization's ministerial conference. That's what the M and the C stands for, the 13th ministerial conference. Tell us a bit about that, but also during that, you'll also be hosting a summit about trade tech itself. What do you hope to achieve at what is a very important meeting? It happens every couple of years, I believe, the ministerial conferences. What do you hope to achieve at that meeting and at the trade tech meeting? As a UE, we're going to be hosting uh, the World Trade Organization Ministerial Meeting that is for the 13th round. What we're aiming is to uh, bring back the trust among the member states where we're looking at the bigger picture, where the uh, looking at the growth of the uh, global trades. At the end of the day, we're uh, uh, linking the trade to the developments of people. Again, to the whole value chain of trade, industry investments is connected to the trade. And at the end of the day, we're impacting and affecting the human being who's going to be somehow key part of this, the journey of the trade and commodities or services. Besides that, what we're expecting to ensure the success, continue the momentum that we had in MC12, bringing back the multilateral discussion and bringing back the strength of the WTO in this uh, sector. There are some positivity so far. New members are joining. It's going to be announced during the MC13. Some of the uh, decisions has been already done or we're waiting the negotiators in Geneva to continue their hard work to ensure that we continue the growth and the collaboration among ourselves. So coming back to unlinking the MC13 to the trade, trade tech and the digital trade as a whole. There are some obstacles for sure when it comes to such technology. It is uh, disruptions to the uh, how things has been run. And there are a few things which is we're seeing as a key challenges to trade technologies when it comes to taxes and tariffs. 
which is a significant challenge, not only to trade technology, but also to, to movements of commodities in general. So we have to look at the bigger picture and have to think about what are the incentives, what are the facilitations, what are the enablers as governments that we have to put in the system. Trade rules in digital era are another pressing challenges. Again, it's a new things. The countries has to adopt themselves to the new changes and the speed that is moving with the rules is not coping with the speed of the technological advancements in the sector. I would not forget to say that we're having a very huge legacy when it comes to conventional trade, and this is going to put another pressure on the advancements on infrastructure because we see some deficiencies on infrastructure, which is going to be complementing the technology uh, advancements. And the last thing, which is as well another critical matter, and it comes back to you, Robin, uh, when you say international uh, coordination, we cannot do it at all. And no matter how strong we are internally, if we don't work with our counterparts, with our international stakeholders and ensure the synergies and connectivities between us, nothing will happen. On the sideline of the MC13, we're going to host many of the private sector, one of them through the Trade Tech Forum and close collaboration with the World Economic Forum, where it's going to be bringing the best practices, mover and shakers into one place, government entities and show, showcase what we can do together in the, in the field. I think the last thing which I want to say is we have as well to anticipate uh, something from the global uh, communities. We cannot stick to normal practices and no matter we see as a government or even the as a human being, the technology as a threat to our uh, businesses, to our employments, to our, our jobs, the, it's nature of, of life. And we have to ensure that things are moving and we are upgrading and reskilling ourselves into a way that is going to be accepting the near future where technology are going to be one of the main factors in shaping up policies, shaping up movements of, uh, and growth of economy, affecting the, uh, our, our uh, social aspects. His Excellency Dr. Tani Ahmed Al-Zayoudi, Minister of State for Foreign Trade of the United Arab Emirates. You also heard Ngozi Okonjo-Iweala, Director General of the World Trade Organization, and Vincent Clerc, CEO of AP Mollomersk. Find out more about the Trade Tech Initiative at tradetechglobal.org. The link is in the show notes to this episode. Please subscribe to Radio Davos wherever you get your podcasts or visit weft.ch slash podcast where you'll also find our sister programs, Meet the Leader and Agenda Dialogues and join the conversation about podcasts on the World Economic Forum Podcast Club. Look for that on Facebook. This episode of Radio Davos was written and presented by me, Robin Pomeroy. Editing was by Jerry Johansson. Studio production was by Taz Kelleher. We'll be back next week, but for now, thanks to you for listening and goodbye.